Oh, yes. We're doing it. We're rich. Oh, yes. We're rich in thought and feeling. Not in coin, but in uh, spirit. Uh, I don't know what this creepy stage book witch voice is that I love to do. Um, hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Minor Revelations with Drew Drogi. That's me. That's what we're doing. I have to give a shout out to two. I mean, we, we throw the word goat around, you know, too much. But these two people who just left this planet, who I really hope are on that alien spaceship that we've discovered aliens are real. And I just hope they're on that ship because they really influenced me tremendously. And I'm sure you know who I'm talking about because they probably did the should have done the same for you as well. Sinead O'Connor and Paul Rubens. Holy shit. I mean, these were big ones for me. And first of all, okay, I have said this a bunch, but when people are devastated that Tony Bennett is dead, those are dumb tears. I'm sorry. Did you know Tony Bennett? Um, did Tony Bennett say in, on his 96th birthday, like, God, I just hope I get 96 more of these? I don't think so. Celebrate his his life. And if you like, if you like Tony Bennett, you probably don't listen to this. He's fine. He's just fine. Um, shots fired. I don't care. But these people left too early and were just, they, I think, I know they felt too much. They, they, they just really spoke to me and to all of us. They were freaks in the best way and encouraged me to be a freak and just, um, I don't know. I, I, it's a bit, it was a big week losing both of them at the same time and just sort of realizing and all the tributes it's it's so bittersweet that so many people would not give them that love and that respect and validation until after they were dead. Of course, it's like the story of so many artists and, oh, it makes me sick. And not that, I don't know, it, it makes you evaluate, like, why do you, why do we make things? Why do I do things? Why do I make art? Why am I doing this show? Or why do I put up, make a video or do something on stage or whatever I do? What do I want as a result? I mean, money, sure. But that connection with people, I guess, that you're craving, that ability to express yourself through that channel and have people go, yeah. And sometimes you get people to understand you better, but sometimes you get people to understand themselves better. And that's really cool when people tell you that, or I don't know, I, but just musing, but Sinead O'Connor. Okay. Let me just start with Sinead. Um, when I first saw her, I was so taken aback and the age that I was at my early teens, you know, you, you, you know, you, you celebrate the things that you make fun of. I mean, I, I had that line in my show, bright colors and bold patterns. I, I think that's what the gay experience is. You see something and go, what the fuck is that? How do I find a wig? And in this case, how do I wear a bald pate and just, uh, is that what it's called? I don't know. And just, I, I would do impressions of her at, at, you know, at lunch. My high school friends, they all commented on my posts like I thought of you first, Drew, because I used to do impressions of Nothing Compares to You and would wail. And part of me was laughing at her at that time because I didn't understand her. But it, there was another part of me that was terrified of her and saw myself in that and saw that otherness and was like, oh, the only way I can understand this is just to do an impression of this. And then, of course, the brilliant... Another completely misunderstood genius, Jan Hooks, also played Sinead. And Jan Hooks is my favorite cast member of all time on Saturday Night Live. And, you know, I, I, I just, there was all that happening for me. 
Um, then as I got older, I, I discovered her first album, The Lion and the Cobra, which is the one of the greatest albums. Like I, when I've done people's music podcast and they ask me to pick out one album and I always, I, I've done that one. I've also done Wild Planet by the B-52s, but um, the, the, I just, there's certain albums that are, that are just like everything on this is just kind of perfect. Then she had one later called Am I Not Your Girl that was all standards and she sang, um, uh, oh my gosh, she sang Don't Cry For Me Argentina and she sang, you know, um, just these incredible, just these anthems. But I'm going all across her 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 songbook here. But like you listen to Mandinka, just just stop everything you're doing and listen to Mandinka. Listen to her single "My Special Child," which is a song that she sang about a, an abortion. That is, I, I will wail. I wail every time I hear that. I I ugly cry when I hear Sinead because there is this. It's it's a chorus of ghosts. It's this. It's from another time. It's beautiful and and angry, and Every female vocalist in the 90s wanted to be Sinead O'Connor. I'm sorry. Everyone wanted her sound, wanted that pure, crisp Irish. What is that? That's from another time. That's from the past and the future all at once. And we were horrible to her. We vilified her for telling the truth, for ripping up the picture of the Pope correctly, and for exposing the Catholic Church for being these child molesters and cover-ups of thousands and thousands of cases. She spoke out about it and it was like, oh, the, the bald freak on SNL is canceled and never bounced back from that and suffered such, such unease in her life. And, and with her son and with everything, I just, I knew this day was coming. We all did. If you knew and followed and loved Sinead, you knew this world's going to be too much for this person. They know too much. They're too true. And I just, God, I just thank you, Sinead, for just fucking just, I mean, Joan of Arc, that's a musical, music's Joan of Arc. That's really who that person was. How special to be on a planet with that person. And then same Paul Rubens, my God. I mean, I I think about, I thought of my grandmother first who who just passed a few years ago and my grandmother could never sit still during movies. Like she would have movies on her house. She's always up getting us tang or getting us, you know, her world's best cookies or that's what she called them or, you know, whatever, boiled cuspy or whatever things. We'll talk about that another time. I don't know. I'm insane. But she would never calm down. She would always have to get up and show us pictures or talk to us in the middle of movies. She sat at Pee Wee's Big Adventure. She overheard the story of the trucker talking about cutting a tag off a mattress and it made her laugh from the other room. And she came in and I remember her sat, sitting down with us through the rest of the movie and watching that movie. His movies work on such a subversive queer level. Pee-wee is such a, is such a queer character. When you want to explain queer versus gay, there's nothing that feels gay about Pee-wee. There's something divinely queer about Pee-wee Herman and about Sinead O'Connor. I mean, those, that, is, that is very much at play there. And then I, you know, a big reason why I went to the Groundlings to study at the Groundlings is because that's where Pee Wee Herman was created. That's where Paul Rubens made this, just tried out this character in front of 99 people. And it just kind of escalated into this giant movement. And also he, he just sprinkled that queer dust around that theater early on. And why I always have said for all of the diversity issues that we've had in comedy and around the groundlings and all of it. I've always felt a queerness and a, and a comfort there because of, because of Paul Rubens and Cassandra Peterson as Elvira. I have to give 
of course, equal shout out to because they gave that theater that sense of play that a lot of other comedy theaters felt very straight, very straight white male. Groundlings felt very, you know, yes, very white and other problematic things there that they're still working through, but very queer. And I, I did get to meet him a few times and he was so shy and kind and acted like it was an honor to meet me like he treated uh, as he met everyone. And I just, I hurt for the people that, that knew and loved him. I hurt for him being alone in this world, another person who was completely vilified uh, for being gay. I mean, that's really what it is. The, oh, oh, he was touching himself in an adult movie theater. What else do people do there? Shop? No, I'm sorry. That's what happens there. And there's nothing wrong with anything that he did there. And then he was, you know, in all this trouble for all this art that was found out to just be homoerotic art. It was not child porn. We have used the children to vilify so many important queer icons. So I just hate that he was so misunderstood, um, both of them. But part of the beauty is that we'll never fully understand them. And they were here and they gave us these gifts. And it's just on us. It's on all of us to keep their torches burning and to keep being weird. Let's still be freaks. Oh, let's just still keep making shit, being weird. And just not listening to assholes. <laughs> I don't know. I love you both um, so much. And thank you for what you've done for me and for all of us. All right, let's have a show. Hi. Hi. How are y'all? That was chic. So chic. <laughs> We are so shake. <laughs> I'm here with delightful friends, Gabe Gonzalez and Bowen Yang. Hi, y'all. What's going on? We're good. It's been, it's a sticky day in New York, right, Gabe? It's overcast. It's sticky. It's not it's not pleasant. I've got the AC on. We're like paying Con Ed up the ass right, right now. It's very sad. Oof. It's the same here in LA. It's been overcast for 2023. Like, it's just the entire year in LA has been gloomy and occasionally we'll get like a sunny day but it's just it's i feel like i don't know what's happening everyone's been like oh it was may gray and then june gloom and i'm like just say it sucks deborah they're like, making it up i know they're making it up just to be like isn't that cute <laughs> and it's like no climate change is real the world <laughs> hates us and it's like you no longer get sunshine until it's 90 like next week it'll be right you know right wasn't yeah, there yeah, like yeah, a yeah. coastal battle over the canadian um like storm oh, who or who had it worse? Yeah, right. Oh uh, wow! I wind of that, but well, you absolutely had it worse in New York City. I saw the pictures of Manhattan being orange. Yeah, it looked like Mexico in an American film. It was like that level. <laughs> of yellow. Or like Blade really Runner. Cool. It felt like it was yeah. like that. Yeah. This is gonna air like in a couple in a, in a while in like a few weeks. But how's how's Pride been? How how has it been for y'all? Well, I've I've had it very low key and I and I just sort of like jettisoned back into the city um mm -hmm. as of like two days ago. So, so it feels it feels nice. It feels like it feels like it's fun. Although I don't know. I, I feel like that's I don't have a complete like picture of it. I don't either. I've been know. I've been horrible. What about you, Gabe? You've been in have you been involved in well I was gonna involved say involved like... in <laughs> Yeah, involved in Pride. I've made yeah. some of like, contributions to the community. No, um, I feel like we set the bar really high. I had never actually been in the Pride Parade or attended the Pride Parade in Manhattan until last year. 
and mm-hmm. you and I were on top of a bus together. We were on we were on a float together, wow. which was a delight. That was that was pretty incredible. That's like how you do it, right? I gotta know everything. Okay, how long did you guys wait? What was the what was the bus for? Did you guys do the whole route? We did the whole route. The it was a very long wait. I remember we were on the bus. We were for on Audible the bus three hours. <laughs> like people needed yes. to pee. We were running into like a pret. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember the beginning was they're just hanging out was like kind of maddening because we didn't know when we were going to move and you just wait for a really long time. But then we were on the Audible bus because we both did a thing for them last year together. That was really fun. It was like a fun group of people. And that was and then but once it got moving, it was like unbelievable amount of people like, yeah, just in the streets. And it was it down eighth. Did we go down? Did we go down seventh or eighth? I think it was like seventh and then we curved around downtown. And once you get towards the end of it, like once you hit like the Stonewall West Village part of it, it yeah. is beautiful. It's like emotionally, it's gorgeous, but it's it was very, very overwhelming. It's like if I needed yeah. to escape, like if I just needed to pee real quick or like go somewhere quiet, uh, there's no luck. Like you are yeah. trapped. It's wild. Oof. And just seeing like, you know, eight year olds singing I Will Survive with their moms and like people hanging off of scaffolding and just like the amount of people, you know, we can feel really dark and gloomy about what's going on in the world. And I think it's good to kind of always have that fear. This year is super weird with all that because I kind of feel like what's happening. We've been making fun of these corporations for the last couple of years about endorsing gay. And then this year they're like going away and they're afraid. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait, that's a lot worse. So I don't know. Like, it was just good to see how many people are on our side and there and like, yeah, this is awesome. Cause it was like thousands of people, right? Yeah. Truly so many. And yeah, I think seeing the range of ages and like, I don't know, just the different folks that came out, great signs, great t-shirts. Uh, they should give an award for best sign. Cause we saw some really incredible ones. I loved that. I don't remember the signs. What were the signs? They were, it was like, uh, there were a lot of supportive mom signs. They were like, I'm here with my <laughs> lesbian sister and support her. And I was like, okay, uh... well, where's her sign? <laughs> Because the That's sign is a lot about perfect. you and it's not about her. It's oh, one hundred percent. It's just that person that takes a picture of themselves with the person, the celebrity that died that week. <laughs> They're like so sad. Here we are in 1984 <laughs> at an opening of you know whatever. <sighs> yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love people. That. People I mean, were doing that. Okay, so we're we're recording this the day after the Tonys aired. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, and we're awarded, and I, I I see a couple people doing that for just like the winners as if, I don't know, like, here's a picture of us, which. Oh, I know. Oh, and I had the exact same thing today about somebody that I don't want to get too specific because I do like this person, but it just made me go into a thing. I'm like, it's all, it's always about you. And it's a picture with somebody years ago who I guess was like in the chorus of a show that they were the lead (laughs) of. And they have to show that picture of them and the, of the Tony winner in the background of them. And it's like, ew, just celebrate them if you need to. I can't to. tell where I'm landing on that though. I'm like, is I, I can't tell if I'm like, it's okay. They, they're they allowed and they are, they're allowed. No one's like throwing stones, but like, you know, like, but, but at the same time, I'm like, it, it is main character syndrome and they're in the disease bad, you know? 100%. Cause it's like, I was, there were so many people last night that won that I, that I love that I was so happy that they yes. won. And I haven't done a post yet. I probably, I might, I, I get excited for people. I love to like go, Hey, congrats to this person that I love that got a Tony award last night. That's so cool. But also, I don't know. I have a weird thing about making it about me and being like, here we are together 
And I know I, for some people, I know that's their like, yeah connection but it feels very it's very uh, it's, yeah. yeah it's very contrived it's like if you're gonna do it at this point elevate it like show me an only fans video you, <laughs> you know what i mean here we are fucking That's, yeah exactly like here they here they are peeing in front of a, a church here uh, i am getting Santa pissed Con. on by the cast of shock <laughs> thank you like we just it's, <laughs> we just need it to take it piss. to the next level yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's i agree yeah. i agree but it is yeah. Brody. You you don't celebrate someone by showing their like nasty '90s blowout when they were you know the chorus. <laughs> That's not you're not celebrating them. You found the best That's... photo of you. Let's be real. I, yeah, I know. Because then it's sort of like oh, I don't know what that is, and it's a thing where you know it's like we're. I know people are. They mean well. I have to believe they mean well, but it's also that thing of like I don't know. I I and this is something I have to just like sort of rally just sort of, sort of like come to terms with is like people i like either like went to high school with or really it's mainly like people i went to college with and and i have a handful of really close friends that i went to college with who would never do this there are people that will never let me forget <sighs> that i couldn't get cast in college or like i was always a small part in college and college was um a minute ago it <laughs> you know i'm not doing it despite them like i'll show you he didn't cast right. me and you know whatever <laughs> harvey i'm gonna like i'm gonna make but it's like i don't but they will always be like god remember there was a comedy troupe at, at, at my college that i didn't get it they didn't cast me in the comedy troupe and they certain people from that will see me in a show somewhere and they'll be like wow remember i and you didn't even get into our comedy troupe and you're like oh yeah i don't remember that and i don't <laughs> it, that's fine i i, I was fine then I was maybe butthurt for a, a, a day or I don't remember. Maybe it was a whole semester that that really bothered me, but can we let that go? But I don't know. I think there's some of that too. When people want to make it about like, remember, I remember when you were nothing and now you're yeah. like, there's no, that's not how it works. Either direction. It's about the person trying to like level with you. Right? right like it's it's right. or, or, or get in terms of just getting on your level or, or you getting you getting you on their level if like they're like hey like don't forget where you came from or, right or something like that what's well, also like yeah the, the proximity to your success too or trying to like um i don't know be very precise about how on your level or above your level they were before and then also i, I don't know just something about like especially like publishing like these weird old photos uh, the sort of like, I don't know, announcement that you had access to this person. It's also very strange. It's like, well, yes. there was a time when, and it, it's, it, those things feel very much in the same vein. It's like, we're really holding on to this still. It's, it's kind of wild. Mm -hmm. My favorite running gag though is, do you both know Brian Behe? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So funny. Brian Behe. Brian Behe has this amazing running gag on people's birthdays where instead of posting a photo with him and them, he'll post, um, happy birthday so-and-so, couldn't find a photo of us, so here's one of me, and it'll just be a selfie of Brian in the most no, like mundane so locations. Yeah. It's really, I... Perfect That's bit. the way to do it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's so interesting that that there is levels. Like, I hate that. I, I mean, I feel like I thought that way when I was younger, when I was in college, and I did think in terms of that and I think you get older and you're kind of like it never stops and you're always trying to do the next thing and and I don't think I'm better than you now that I mean chances are you have a life and a, a family <laughs> and a, a much more stable job than I do or <laughs> or or you're also doing this and doing something else which is also great like we can all do well 
And we don't have to, there's no sense of this. There's no sense of, you know, who's getting ahead of who. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it like as a teacher, like Bo and I taught you, I directed you years ago and I, I and I get so like, oh my God, you know, Bo and Yang is, oh my God. And it's like, I'm so proud, but I, I, I had to be careful years ago with people. When I would do that, I would see people kind of go, oh, you're name dropping. And because people get oh. beyond in a way and you're like, you know, you're kind of going, I am so happy because I've known and loved this person for so long. And when they're doing something, it's like fucking awesome. But it's also like, I have to be careful to not center myself and be like, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Cause I have teachers that I have directors yeah. that I worked with that I feel the, I feel the genuine support from. And it's so, it feels so good. And then there are other people that are kind of like, Drew Drogi, I remember when you couldn't walk and chew gum. You were awful back then. <laughs> and you're like, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I never want to be that that person <laughs> or the one sitting on the edge of the bar be like, I taught so-and-so. I could have well, been, you know, you never want that either. I, I think this is a perfect, like, use case or whatever, case where it's like, um, I think between you and I, Drew, like, it was very well balanced because I came to you and was like, I worship you. I've seen everything you've done and, you know, that's out there. And what, like, I was like 19 years old when I took the workshop you taught. And it was like, it was, it was amazing. Like, I, I, it truly felt like I was, I don't know, it was such a very nice moment. And I was like, this is, this feels like I've like done everything I wanted to do in comedy. Like at that age, which was so, you know, whatever, but like, <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. And so I think like if that's established early on, then it's fine. But like there are obvious cases where it's like it, it is just about, um, I don't, yeah, just like recalibrating like status or something like that. Yeah. And letting people know and also for your social media to know, like, look <laughs> yeah. how important I am in like by proxy or or something. And yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, but and Gabe hey. and Gabe and Gabe and I have like done like every weird little queer bar basement show oh my God, for all sure. over town. Yeah, and it's I like love that y'all have done cafes in Greenpoint. Mm -hmm. Bo and you were one of the first people to book me on a on a real for real comedy show. We did. Oh. What did you do? What was it, was, it was it was it was um, Ars Nova. A, it was Ars Nova. Oh, and I it, love Ars Nova. And then it was um, joke. It was was it Showgasm? Because Oscar and I had a show called. And this is so, This the, the show name oh, is very that. of its time. It was called Ethnic Realness. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Like realness with being ethnic, like that means like you pass as ethnic, whatever. Like it doesn't really make sense. It was the, the 2010s. Time. We were still listening to LMFAO. It, it was a different time. Wow. Absolutely. A different time. Absolutely. Yeah. We really were. Anyway. Um, oh, well, yeah. See, like, but I feel between the three of us, like we all, we all go way yeah, back. Gabe and I, we met because we were doing stuff with Scruff. We were doing comedy for Fine. for comedy app Scruff. And uh, <laughs> also a sponsor of this of this podcast as well. Um, oh, hi. And, oh, great. Yes. Oh, hello. They're coming and up in the also, world. Also, yeah. uh, we, we got to do a play together where we, where we played uh, very problematic comedy lovers. Very problematic uh, lovers. And this great play by Philip Dawkins. We got to do that on <gasps> just on the, uh, you know... Um, so on I Zoom. always love, uh, yeah, over via Zoom, we did it just like this, the whole wild, play yeah. like this. Yeah. During the during pandemic for Audible. So I love that, you know, and I also, I just love the life of doing this and the people you get in with and you're like, oh, and then 
you know, and it's, it's, it is what's great when you get back, I'm doing a podcast or they pop in or an improv show or something or a comedy show. And it's just like all these, you know, it's, that's, that's really where the most fun is. I mean, it's great to work and like make money and do like the cool things with the cool people, but it really is like the people you're in the trenches with and you, you go back in the day with and you're like, oh yeah, we were all so broke. And the stories of like, I was in a studio apartment and friends would come over and sit on my laundry to write, you know wig ideas and you know it's like those <laughs> uh, those are your people you know you go back to those yeah. people and you're like oh yeah like hi how are you mm. you know so that's so i love that love well it. i want to know like do y'all have any um revelations any things you want to like share today i don't care who goes who wants to go first mine is like weirdly i don't know it's like there's we there are weird refractions in mine so i don't know if like mine's a great one to start with Okay. Um, which is, this, this is this is me like gracelessly throwing it over to Gabe to see if you. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, so I yeah, I was sort of torn between two. One is like something innate about me, and another is something I did. But Drew, okay. I think you've helped me choose. Earlier, we were talking about reliving our glory days in college. Uh, so yes. I think the thing that I am going to confess publicly for the first time is that I. Uh, helped a friend hide drugs through secret tunnels at my college. Wait, what? While working as an RA. So they were like, wow. oh. it was such a, it was like less Breaking Bad this. and like a lot more like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. There was kind of <laughs> so clumsy. What kind of drugs? First of all, what were the drugs? Okay, so backstory, I was working as an RA. It was my third year working as an RA. And the funny thing about my college is that they didn't actually have frats. They would like make frats or affinity groups mix in housing with RAs and other people who weren't part of frats. So it's sort of been bouncing around different buildings. And the year oh. before, I had been the RA for, I guess, like the football frat building. So just like gargantuan men, like I would have to send um, reports about like bathroom stalls being ripped out of the floor. I was oh a lovely god. match for them. It was great. Uh, I have Oh my god. Were you just there. living in fear the whole time or... Yeah, but like also like a weird state of like lust. Uh, oh, you know this well, sort of 100%. like surrounded Absolutely. by the unattainable, like in a constant state of undress in the halls. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, so I had become quite close with a gentleman <laughs> in this building, uh, and then he was also friends with a girl that was a drug dealer uh, in my next building the year after, and they were connected by these like little secret tunnels that were usually closed. Um, and so I was living yeah, under wait, what, what were these tunnels? Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Back up. So <laughs> yeah, we want to know about the tunnels. Yeah, okay. This is the weirdest thing. And I didn't believe they were true until I saw a football player knock the, the door down. Um, there are tunnels that used to be used um, in like the 40s and 50s to help people get from their dorms to like dining halls when it was too snowy outside. It was oh. just like the wildest feature that obviously- Where, where was college? Where was this? Like, it was in Rhode Island. I went to Brown and they had the creepiest, oldest, like oldest weird <sighs> shit there. Like a lot of- there were tunnels everywhere. There were like secret attics. It felt very illicit and like dangerous, but we were really just like knocking down a door that had been open since like the seventies. There was nothing like really inherently magical about it, but it feels like you've like discovered something forbidden that you like kind of want to claim, which is very yeah, funny. for sure. Wow. What were the and so the drugs were what? I need oh. to know was was it weed? Was it, it acid? Was very was it plain. Cocaine? Yeah, it was just weed. Uh -huh. There was like this power vacuum, like the biggest uh, weed dealer on campus had sort of graduated. So there was like this sort of power struggle, this this Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. 2011 kind of moment. Uh, and I remember I became really good friends with this girl. Um, uh, I'll just call her fucking Dana. She fucking lived Dana. Uh, in the floor above fucking me and I was Dana. her RA. Fucking Dana. It was great. <laughs> 
Um, and I used to go up there and we like both came from the South and had very religious families that were from the Caribbean. So we like bonded like this. Uh, and then one day I got called in by like the head of the RA department and he was like, Hey, so we've been getting complaints about weed smoke in your building. And I was like, well, does this person know where we are? Like, this is, <laughs> I would imagine this would be inherent. There was like a, a dorm for like non-smokers or people with allergies to smoking. Cause it was just sort of accepted as a, a thing. Uh, and so he's like, so we're actually just going to start randomly checking the rooms in your building. And I, this like alarm flip switch, I was like, oh, Dana's fucked. Like Dana had like um, tubs, like tubs of weed. It was like weed resin, paraphernalia. She was selling bongs at some point. It was like a little bodega in a dorm. I love it. I love fucking Dana. (laughs) It was really beautiful. She was so powerful. She went to law school and is brilliant. Um, She's a powerhouse now. She would also wear these like oversized pearls, (gasps) just gargantuan. And that was sort of her, like, uh, sort of her oh, staple, her signature. That. Like Betty Rubble? Loved. Yes. Like <laughs> yeah. Fully, I was going to be like, like Betty Rubble, like gargantuan. Yeah. Yes. Totally. No, but like, <laughs> like large anal beads oh, just surrounding yeah. her clavicle. Oh, it she, yeah. Gorgeous. It was great. Total, like, Jackie yeah. B, like, just giant, just like, uh, 100%. I love that. So you helped her put all of her, her paraphernalia in a, in a tunnel? Is that what you did, or...? Yeah, I don't know. My brain went into this like 24 montage kind of thing where I was like, I have to get to Dana. We have to get the drugs out. So it's like 19, 20 year old me was like, ran to her dorm room. I was like, we need to get this out. And she was like, oh, I know who can help us. The football players on the other side of the tunnel. So we called on one of the men that we both knew. He tore down the doors from each end. And we had this like little assembly line thing going where like Dana would pack things up and then pass them to me. And I would take them down the stairs. And then the football player would like run them through the tunnel to his dorm where they weren't checking rooms. So she like ran her operation out of the football frat for like two months, which was really funny. Uh, but I I think it was the most daring and illegal thing I did in college, which is not that exciting. No, but it's it, no, well, that's very before, exciting. I mean, it is going to be funny when we tell, you know, weed stories because the kids are going to be like wait it's it's legal yeah it's it's not quite legal in new york right or is it or is it at this point it is it is now yeah okay so you can like buy it in the are there like shops that have it are there like little like i walked past one today yeah okay yeah yeah they're 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 definitely unpermitted shops yeah i mean i knew it was decriminalized you ever got like so it's just like it's one of those things that back in the day it was terrifying and also you're like at the age when you're like i can't be in trouble it'll be in my record and i'll be you know and all of that and my parents so you know, all that all that stuff because you're like kind of an adult but not but not quite um because i i mean i had my stuff in high school with drugs that i i got in trouble with pot and it was devastating it was like i got yeah we were caught at a at a state convention and we were our names were on the front page of the paper in our small town we got stripped of all of our honors at graduation we couldn't oh shit. and it was truly the most traumatic thing but then even years later before weed was even legalized when i was putting together my first solo show and i was doing all these like stories my director was like this is the this isn't that interesting because you know whatever i, I didn't <sighs> and it, it's so because like it's so traumatic to you in the moment because you're just like going oh my god i you know it feels like nothing, but in the time at the time, you're like, I'm. I mean, what you were doing, Gabe, was like moving like material. I was caught with a joint, and my director was uh, like, "Cares, you got a joint, like everybody." But I mean, well, I I know you were trafficking. Gabe was you were trafficking drugs. 
<laughs> yeah, I was making up for being good in high. I didn't do anything. In That's it like, too. Nothing. Like I think it's so I just we have that like velvet rage thing in us. That's like we were such good kids that were like I was straight A's. I was not sexual in high school. I did nothing wrong. I was president of every club. I was like captain of the. I was in charge of it. I was so you know clean teen. And then when I rebelled, I went fucking crazy because I you just you were kind of like I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be bad. I hear you. I get it. Did y'all know? Let me think of this too. This is a offshoot kind of, but did y'all know that when they were filming the wizard of Oz in um, Culver city, they built tunnels for the, the munchkins yes. to go underneath. Yep. Yeah. So that, because, so that, so that, so that like they couldn't be seen or something like, yeah, what was they the claimed, they claimed that they didn't want to spoil the movie because people would see them like uh, walking across a lot with like flowers on their heads or whatever. Uh huh. Uh huh. But this is a world before drones. Way so, yeah, before, yeah, way before cameras. And like even no one even, had, you know, people had to have like set up, you know. Yeah. But I think it was just like they just wanted to hide them and they kept them all in the Culver Hotel across the street from um, Sony <laughs> or whatever it was. Oh, uh, uh, MGM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was MGM. Yeah, totally. And but they they had these tunnels from the Culver Hotel into the studio that they would make them. And then all of the the munchkins were also like would get really drunk and there's all these stories of them all, you know, fucking and getting and getting wasted all the time. And then that but they would go to work. They had to go through tunnels to get to work. I think that would be so traumatic. And I do think part of that was like they were just hiding. I think they were trying to hide them from yeah. a place of God. of shame too. I would I would imagine. I can't imagine that it was oh, just like, God. oh, we don't want to spoil the movie because like Back then in 1938 or whatever they were making that movie, I can't imagine that they were like, oh, they're going to, we're going to get a IP. picture. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it was. Totally. I mean, the books, the books were like hugely yeah. popular, I guess. Yeah, but... they, yeah, they were. And it was a big deal. The movie was, I mean, and the whole cert, the casting of it all and the whole story. I mean, it was a huge movie, but, but still, I just find that so fascinating. And what a weird existence to like be in a hotel and then have to like somehow from your hotel like go climb go through a tunnel to go be in a movie every day mm. it's just gotta be mm -hmm. like mm. so what where uh are, what are the tunnels used for now i know like, i don't know I, I I drug not... smuggling yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep for college kids who really just want to fit <laughs> Naturally. In football players. Yeah, yeah, just... <laughs> um yeah i know i i don't know if they pearls, are so. if you can see them or whatever i've only heard about them i've been to the culver hotel the like it's a great place to go get if you're in Culver City and you want to get a great martini and like a really cool lounge. It's a really mm. cool place to go hang out. Love. But I don't know where the tunnels are or what the situation is. Mm. But um, that's nuts. Ryan Murphy miniseries waiting. To oh, totally. <laughs> oh, my God. Just like how they're going to do the whole. Oh, my God. It's just nuts. It's crazy. I love it. Tun tun Gabe tunnels. Bring tunnels back. I, I mean, come on. Honestly? Right. Isn't like Bergheim? Are there some? Oh yeah, Bergheim are, probably has. Isn't it. that like down? I I didn't go when I was in Berlin, but I aren't there? Isn't that I imagine that like kind of being that kind of vibe of like you have to go into a tunnel to go through the whole thing. Berlin must have tunnel systems for a million different reasons oh, in a million 100%. different eras. Like yeah, they, there's their use for it. There have been uses oh, for it throughout the decades. They would absolutely have that. Um, I mm. yeah, I don't I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy feeling trapped and. You know, I don't think I would want to think I'd want to do that. 
Gabe, yeah. do you still keep yeah. in touch with this Dana person? Have you talked to her? In... Um, every now and then on Instagram. Oh, you know, she's you said she's a, a lawyer now. She's a lawyer. Uh, yeah, I think so. She graduated from law school. She still wears the pearls, which I love. <gasps> it's a very good touch. I love that. She's just That's known herself lovely, but... on that level. Yeah. It's a branding from a young age, truly. It's she had the foresight. It was <laughs> brilliant. Um, but no, she's a, a lovely person. And but yeah, we haven't kept in touch as much. I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like sort of the rush of the college friendship. And then once you're kind of not in that place or mindset anymore, it kind of naturally, I don't know, disintegrates yeah. over time a bit. Not out of malice, but I think more out of just like shifting. Oh, patterns. oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and it's also yeah. like your lives just take take off whenever. But I also do love too that like for every you know, oh, they got into drugs and the life was ruined story. There are a million people who are like, oh, yeah, now they're running X, Y, and Z and they're doing great. And, right. you know, what also like that's yeah, more common, way more common. And the idea of getting kicked out of college for, for like selling weed, it just seemed like so, like, you know, the alternative would have been, I think, so disproportionate to what she was actually doing. And also, we we're both scholarship kids and, and like, on-campus jobs were not enough to pay that shit back. If we're being entirely no. honest, she was being very resourceful. Um, and and yeah, I just it was it was kind of what I think if she called me Ocean's uh, Eight style and was like, <laughs> "We're gonna bring the gang together for one big heist," <laughs> I've got a few folks in mind to add. I would definitely answer the call. But I would I would absolutely do that. I mean, I I think I endorse that. It's also like how drunk is every 18 year old in college <laughs> and how much worse is that for you on your body and behind the wheel of a car and all the other things than like this like <laughs> oh you're gonna get a little high and whatever it just yeah Truly it just made me it makes and it makes me crazy yeah um bowen were you involved in were you involved in uh uh, alcohol and drugs illicit and, tunnel and activity youth? yeah <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't i was i i, I wasn't quite like best boy pre velvet rage either i was like i was always perfectly like fine average the grades were fine i would get into a little bit of trouble i got suspended from school freshman year for writing in a girl's yearbook in a joking way because like she knew i was gay 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 i was like can't wait to fuck this summer ha <laughs> and then oh and then her, her, her stepdad found it Oh. Um, and then called <laughs> called the house called the house like thirty times. Oh, but we but we were we were gone because I was taking a violin lesson, and then <laughs> and then as soon as I got back, I this can't. man, some big lawyer in Aurora, Colorado, um, called and uh, opened with. I've been sitting at the phone for a very long time because there are a lot of yangs in the phone book. And I'm like, okay. Oh, and then, God, and then, and then he, and then he was like, he was telling me that he was determined to get me expelled. He's like, I, I, I have the superintendent's contact information. Oh my God. And he was like, this is disgusting. You violated my stepdaughter, blah, 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 blah. It was, it was the most unhinged conversation I've ever had with anyone in my entire life. And you were how old? Oh. You were 18? 17. Oh yeah. my God. Oh no, no, no. This is my freshman year. So what? This was freshman year of high school? Of high school. So I was 14. I was 14 oh, years my old. Yeah. God. Oh my God. Are 14. you kidding me? Yeah. And and so it was on my yeah. Where was she in this conversation? Wasn't she like, Dad, that's my friend, Bo? Like I guess she didn't like 
she didn't she didn't like push back hard enough or whatever no right. problem i don't i don't i don't i don't blame her i do um, <laughs> <laughs> i mean Give i don't me know what she's doing i'm, there are I'm, a lot I'm of sure yeah yeah, no. yeah 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 i will no. ask no no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I don't know her name and i and bleep it out it's not her it's not her name dana um, no dana, oh my God, it's the same dana. Bird. did she wear giant it's... pearls too <laughs> um no, I can imagine too, when you're that age, you're so embarrassed and you're just like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're so mortified that like you would never, you know, because you're not, I mean, there are, there are sexually active kids at 14. I certainly was not. I wasn't. And yeah. there's no oh. way I could, I, you know, <laughs> Gabe, no, uh, good for you. I wish. Very I, surreptitiously, very secretly. I love yeah. that. I was yeah. so not, mm -hmm. that was, I was just not I really until college. Yeah. For real until college. And, um, but. Yeah, like, I think that's just a thing where, like, how do you not know that I'm kidding? And there's one thing to, like, scare a kid, like, but, like, to say there are a lot of yangs. There's something about that that sounds. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you remember shockingly, that. All yeah, these years racist. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. like, are you hunting me? Are you targeting me? Like. Yeah. Can we, like, can we just, like de-escalate this in some way and and like i think that was peak phone i think that was like the last those were the last glory days of phone books oh, right yeah. like i like like he wouldn't have he would have figured it out somehow if this were to happen today but like i feel like he he had the right things at his disposal to like find me um but yeah so strange tagged you on twitter and like um mm -hmm. tagged the superintendent in a follow-up reply obviously right i mean yeah, is that kind of what, how it happens yeah. now i would imagine is that worse like, yeah i guess so yeah yeah anyway that was like a weirdly formative thing yeah minor revelations is supported by scruff so after you listen to the podcast go on there and give your buddies a woof or hey, do it now. I can't tell you what to do. Thanks, Scruff. I have a revelation that's like pretty damning. Oh, I love for it. Me, though. Yes, I love it. Um, it's, it's okay, and it's and it dovetails nicely off of Wizard of Oz. Oh, great! In a way, and it, and I and it, it, I I am tying it a little too neatly into like into like wicked stuff but like it has to do it, it speaks largely to this compulsion that i think i used to have i used to have this and i've like really done a like an intentional job of killing it since but it's about like it's that thing you do when like you like just when someone asks you have you seen this movie and rather than like go through the whole like like conversational rigmarole of being like no i haven't and like here's why and right. oh i never got to it like that kind of thing like i would i would just lie and say that i'd seen stuff oh it's like sure it's, and, and this is this is but then it got to such a point it got to like such a weird level that like it felt like i was like going into school and this is right when wicked came out on broadway and it was like everyone was going to see um or no this was i'm sorry this is when wicked was coming to denver so this is like okay. a couple years into the Wicked Run and like okay. it was finally touring and I forget what year it was, but I think everyone in town had gone to see it and like everyone in like a drama club for the entire year was basically like, we like we saw it. Did you see it? Did you see it? And I, in like a non-arts appreciating family, it was just like, I didn't, but like I had to sort of like keep some, keep some 
illusion going that I was like in the know or something or that I was like literate in the things that seemed sure. important to this like group of people that like yes I have and I feel like yeah I was like yes I went and I loved it wow Glinda was amazing Alphabet was amazing and I feel like that like extrapolated into like college where like it would be about like bands or like old movies or like like that thing when like people in dorms would just like sit around and like you would just like test each other on like the pop culture that you had consumed up oh. until this point oh for sure is, does, is this making is this making sense yeah oh yeah, my yeah, god yeah. completely it's the currency it's your current you know and so basically like the, the revelation is like i would pretty like with like with a recklessness i would be like yeah i've seen that and like why like it, it would it would get to a point where i was like i need to stop but like i i tie it to this like thing where it's not just exclusive to like gay men but it's like there is the, the currency in like like speaking the same cultural language as everybody else like feels like especially important or high stakes or something oh for sure we had a, a couple episodes ago which you haven't heard yet because it hasn't aired yet but it will by the time this does but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh on the show i had michael yuri and ryan spawn on who are a couple in real life and ryan confessed to michael that he had never seen michael's favorite movie and he'd been lying uh, all their relationship uh -huh. that he'd been seeing Why do Arthur. We do that? and it's yeah. that thing where you kind of go it is sometimes it's just easier to say, yeah, I've seen it. It also, you don't want to deal with the embarrassment of people being like, what? You haven't seen that. Right. But there's something too where, you know, I do a thing where I hate when I have seen something and I hate it and everyone's mm -hmm. loving it. Yeah. And I wish I hadn't seen it. And so sometimes <laughs> I lie that I haven't seen something. I go, oh no, I haven't seen that. How is that? Or if I'm in the mood, because because I just don't have the energy to yeah. defend why I didn't love something. And I'm glad yeah. if you love something, but, you know, I just, it's like, if I don't like it, I'm not, I don't want to argue. I'm not going to change your mind. I don't want to make right. you hate it. If you loved it, I don't want to be like, well, you're dumb for loving that thing. Right. But, um, but I think there is, there is a weird thing, especially among gay men of, of, we have to know the most and collect the most. And especially I think in generations like including ours, but especially before us where there were those like touchstones where everybody's like, who can outquote mommy dearest right. for each other or showgirls or whatever your like point of entry is. And you're kind of go, I know this more. And we do this, these drag golden Girls shows and we do them like word for word episodes of the golden girls. And we have people in the audience who mouth the entire thing wow. or like say it with us. And I'm like, how is this fun for you to just, <laughs> to just show off that, you know, it word for word, like every episode, but there is, it's the gay gene of like, I know more, right. you know, well, it's like those Rocky horror shows where you have to like throw things on cue and like right. sing a song. And I went also with my theater club and they're like, have you seen it? And I was like, yeah. And I had, but I still didn't feel like I had seen it enough or like oh, realized it to their liking. It was like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know the words to this film. I can't watch in my home in front of my parents. Like I, my apologies. I, it's like, I don't know why we have to, why we feel like we need to do that. Or you're going to get in trouble or people are going to think you're stupid or uncultured. If you haven't seen wicked. Right. It's like, you know, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I it, it was, it was an access thing at the time for me too. Cause it was like, we literally couldn't, afford to like buy ticket whatever it's which is neither here nor right. there but it's like it's it's this larger thing where like i think 
it's and again not exclusive to gay men but it is this thing where it's like oh well if you haven't seen this then like why am i talking to you or something you know right i don't know do you feel like you still do that because sometimes i will do that too just to make things easier i'll say yeah 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 sure every now and then i i think i'm i i've really made it a point to like just be honest to be about just uh, when someone asks you like or have you do, do you know this like classic thing or have you seen this new movie i'm like Usually, if if I haven't, I'm just like, no, I haven't. Right, and 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 then it just it kind of kills the conversation. Right. But it's or it's, they can tell you about okay. it, or you can say, yeah, oh, only I'll put it last. You know, I'll make a note <laughs> to watch it because I love recommendations of something if it's good or yeah, yeah, or whatever. I know I've learned like just getting older. You're like, oh, it actually is a sign of maturity to say I don't know and tell me more about that versus yeah. oh, I know, I'll tell you. And it's like you don't always have to have to know that yeah you have seen wicked and but by now i have seen it since um <laughs> yeah anyway um it was like the thing to see in that specific time and the fact that i hadn't seen it made it feel like i was not worthy uh you know like all that nonsense yeah no yeah i know that anyway. i i i know that feeling and it's sort of just is sort of well, I mean, like there are those cultural phenomenons that everyone's like, wait, you haven't. And it's not because like I want to hate on it or think it's terrible. But, like I don't watch the Housewives shows. I don't mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. watch Drag Race that much. I did just watch an episode of All Stars. And, you mm -hmm. know, I'm not a guy. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll watch it. I just don't follow it. And um, yeah. I can feel really out of the loop. A lot of times with music, I mean, it's like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I know Padam Padam. But like, I don't know anything else that you can't <laughs> avoid that if you're gay. That's that's all you need to know. That's really it. That's 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 yeah. all you need to know. But I don't I don't know a lot of things that I know that a lot of people are talking about and, um, you know, or or like Marvel movies and any of that stuff. And then, yeah, know, and I don't and I hate that it comes off like snotty when I don't know about it. But I'm just sort of like, I just don't I'm not interested in mm. it, really. I, I'd go if someone invited me like, hey, do you want to go see? you know, X-Men, Spider-Man or whatever. I, I, I love both the Black Panther movies. Mm -hmm. I saw those and I saw Wonder Woman. Like, I mean, the ones that are more niche, I'm more interested uh -huh. in than like the ones that are like, I don't care about, you know, Acid Man or whatever those other ones are. I don't care yeah. what they are. Acid know. Man. Three hours. Fucking acid Man. <laughs> cares. Acid Man is actually being split into right. two parts. Yeah, I, I believe it. And a half apart. Yeah, it's and they're really each great, yeah. three, and they're three D, and you have to wear glasses yeah. that are going to be like gray, <laughs> and you're going to have to like you know you can't see everything. Uh, I know. I will say Catherine Hahn is is the force that finally sucked me into the MCU. I could not resist her allure, and I gave in because of um, yeah, Agatha. What was that? WandaVision. Yeah. I mean, I'd always been kind of very much a comics book nerd, but I was very much the X-Men kid growing up. It's, you know, mm. Storm was my arcade man, oh. my favorite character in the animated series. So I'd never really engaged with uh, a lot. But yeah, Catherine Hahn is a witch in a Marvel movie. I was like, uh, you got me, gals. <laughs> like, it's... No, she, and she's in the movies too? Oh, actually, I yeah. think it was like a mini She'll be in a new show. In yeah, 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 her own yeah. show. No. Oh, okay. Oh my God, I love love her because everything's a streaming miniseries now to connect the eight films that are happening throughout the year. Obviously, yeah, there's a an ecosystem of of films and well, branches, that's the other I think now. thing about it is that yeah. I just feel so out of the loop that it's so overwhelming it's that time. you're like, yeah. I can't even can't even get in because I read I I was in a comic books back in the day and I love the Tim Burton Batman movies. The mm -hmm. those two Batman movies Ugh. I think are. 
masterpieces. So and, um, you know, I can get into, I'm not like, again, I'm not like snotty about it. I just, it's just feels like a whole world that I'm like, I just, I can't. Yeah. Well, as soon as, it's, as, soon as it feels involved. like it's like you're eating your vegetables, as soon as, as soon as it feels like it's like homework, then, then no one cares. Right. Yeah. And um, I, my brain just sort of like doesn't work. I, I, when sometimes there's too much explosion and action, I fall asleep. Like I can't, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I get so bored with it. And I just go like, okay, it's another, oh, you've flown through another building. There was that one where like <laughs> Superman and Batman kept throwing themselves through buildings at the end for like an hour. And I was just <laughs> so happy to fall asleep. I was like, I'm so, I cannot. I can't with all of this. And then, it, or if it's like a boardroom with a lot of men talking, I will fall asleep. Right. I think I say that almost every episode. I'm like, when it's a movie <laughs> that starts with like, here's what's going on. Here's the situation. And maybe Viola Davis walks in with like a fi a folder and she's like, <laughs> you know, gentlemen, I have a message for you. I'm like, I, I, you know, I mean, I love that. But they were all in, I don't know. What was oh, the uh, one? They were all in prison and they were. Uh, with Viola um, Davis? It was that squad. Sure yes, squad. That was fun. It's, yeah. it's really fun. Yeah, I loved that one. That was really fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, I can really get into them. I can't really tell you what happened. I was like, Margot Robbie was really fun. And there was, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> that sequence is great. Yeah. David Dasmalchian spit colors. That was fun. Like everyone's like, that was cool. Like I, but the, I don't remember uh -huh. much of anything, you know, um, but it could, but I love like sad, bleak dramas. Like d I love like, Oh, there's just, I just would rip your heart out, indie, weird, unhappy yeah. people, uh, you know, pushing food around a plate. Like, <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. Like, give me that. Give me that any day. Yeah. I mean, what, the, the, and, and I will say, like, it is not to like devalue or, or, or say, like, I hate it when people like the same thing and I'm not, I, and I haven't seen it. It's, it's important. It like builds community. There's like a Completely. shared like thing around it. And like, it's just, I have gotten better about for my own self to be like just to be more honest about like whether or not i am like with it on these certain little cultural gems yeah and there, there is also this thing where I, I feel like um a lot of folks and maybe it's easier to do this online and maybe it's a byproduct of social media but saying that something is not for you is suddenly tantamount saying to saying it is not worth yeah. any right. time and i think there's like a distinction there right oh, it's like 100%. not everything has to be for you there's no time for everything to be for you. Like Truly. there's literally not enough time for that. And so it's, it feels odd. You know, I usually just find myself staying quiet. At, I'll just say no and kind of like mm -hmm. back out or stay quiet if something is not up my alley, if only because, I don't know, the sort of like ire it, it invokes in people, either mm -hmm. online or in real life is very funny to me. Like, I feel like horror gays yeah. are really intense about this. Pop, people are like this about pop music yeah. as well in a way that I thought was like a, a gag. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, this is a fun running gag where you're like mad at me for not loving this Beyonce no, song. It's real. And it's like, oh, wow. Oh, there are those easier. fans. Horror people are, are specific. Oh, yeah. And 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 poppy. I mean, yes, those are two perfect examples. Sorry. No, but it is, it is <laughs> easier to just say, I just back out and say, I don't know, or I haven't seen it because you know, even when you're, yeah, when you say it's not for me, I'm there. I mean, there are things that I've said, I think this is terrible. And there are things that I say, mm -hmm. I don't think this is for me. And there's a complete difference to me between those yes. two things. Yes. There are plenty mm -hmm. of things that I could recognize why people love that I don't want to. Also, I'm really opinionated. I, I used to do when, you know, um, focus groups like all the time. It was one of my 
poor actor jobs that I would do. <laughs> and I would go in and into a room and give opinions about products or they would give you like artwork and they were like, which kind of Campbell's soup would you pick up that would it this artwork or that? And sometimes you try things and so, you know, I got so many characters out of it. I loved it. <laughs> and I also, to me, it was like to get a hundred dollars or whatever you made, whatever it was to just give your opinions was the easiest money I could possibly make. I was like, oh, I just go in there and talk, but I would often get excluded. Like they would, they would overbook the room. And if you were too talky and too, you would sway the room and they would get you out of there. They would go, oh. we're going to pay you ahead of time. Thank you so much for your time. We overbooked. I uh, heard your check and you can go oh. after like 10 minutes because they were, they're like, he will sway the room into feeling, into having the same opinion that he has. And I just, and, and I don't love that with, I, I never want to do that to somebody, but I also when it, it's like, if you get me going, I will make you hate Forrest Gump. Like I will make you hate the certain <laughs> things that I think are truly awful. But like, I, if you, that's your favorite movie, I don't want to do that. Like what, what do you do hate we, Forrest Gump? Oh, I hate it. Oh, I hate it <laughs> so much. Oh, we got Drew's wow. confession for the episode. Awful, all, right, all right, all right. I love, I love, you know, Tom Hanks, you. I, you know, Robin Wright. I, but I love all the people in it. But ugh, hmm. vomit, I, horrid. This is so I love it. A vile. I love that. I love that you hate it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but like, well, that's the thing. Like, if you loved it, if you were like, so Forrest Gump's my favorite movie. I am at a so I'm proud of myself that I am <laughs> to the point now that I would go, oh cool, great. Like I wouldn't go, oh my god you're an idiot and here's yeah. why. And I feel like I don't love that side of me that has to go on. Like I, I were, I, I killed a friend of mine in mixed company. They were like, we were at a party and I mean, she introduced me to like, I want to say 10 or 12 people at a time in a circle at a party. And she's like, this is Drew. He hates Forrest uh -oh. Gump. Oh no. And it was that thing where I was like, why would you do that to me? Because now and we'll go, Oh, why? What is that? And they're like, I have my reasons. I, they're unmovable, but I don't need to convince you to hate it too. Like that doesn't make me happy for you to hate the thing that I also, I mean, I don't know. I, I used to be so that person. And I, I realized I was like, I just get into a lot of like stupid fights and I don't think I make anybody <laughs> happy or like, I don't win. And I don't get any points for that. It's not like I get coins or anything for doing that kind of thing. So it's like, I don't know. I just find it sometimes it's just easier to kind of go, oh, cool, great, that's awesome, you know. No problem. That's that's perfectly that's that's great. And even your, I don't know that I that's a, that's my nightmare to be introduced that way. Oh, but there are people, but I, either people feel like they need to lead with something like that about themselves, or someone else thinks that you should be known for that you're certain to taste yes. for something. Like, okay, so we were, we were, so I was in London last week to see Beyonce with some friends who had flown in. Oh my God, amazing. And this sounds very, we just, we were just like, we just like planned it all together or whatever. Like it worked out that way. And like, I was there working and then they, they, they went. Um, and then we, 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 we met up at some bar and then these people came up to us. We started chatting. And then one guy knew that like a couple of these people, of, of, of my friends had flown in to see Beyonce, that they like her that much. Or, or he's yeah. He asked like what what the what what the deal was. We were like, oh, these you know my friends Matt and Matt flew in to go see Beyonce. We love her so much. And he goes, and he just kept saying to each of us like individually throughout the night how much he hates her. And we were just like, oh my god. We were like, cool. We were like, okay. Like okay. like yeah. I didn't want to give him like the dopamine hit of like 
of like right. reacting a certain way. Of course. Be like what? Like we just we just kept like giving him like just just dust and being like, oh, okay. And he it like drove him wild, and he kept saying it, and we were just like, this is so interesting that like you really are like you need to let us know, even though you've like put it out there a million times. It's so it's so boring to me that they that people yeah. feel like they have to do that. And they want, and they want that fight. They want that. Like, well, why do you, why mm -hmm. do you like her so much? And it's like, nobody, first of all, Beyonce doesn't care that you don't like her. And like, no, we don't care. We clearly like her. It's fine. If you don't, there's nobody that I don't it's know. It's fine. If you, it's literally fine. If you don't. And like, that's what we were trying to like put out there either like subtextually or quite literally. Like, I think I, at one point I did say like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, and he's just, wasn't having it and what can it's we and what can we have a conversation about because we're not going to change each other's mind you know yeah, i'm not yeah. going to go you know what you're right she's terrible can we rip up our tickets and hang out with you more like I mean, what are you <laughs> going to do like i i don't know why people need that sort of and like it's but like you you would never be that guy drew i i exactly and i don't like when i get pimped out to be that guy because it's like i am opinionated among you know yeah, like if we get into it and I'm, and and the and the vibe feels right and the vibe and the, I want to get into about Forrest Gump, I can get into why I don't like that movie. But just to meet people and then, you know, the last thing I want to do is like come in with that. Like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I hate fill in the blank. Yeah. That's my personality. I hate things. And it's like, you're right. It's just like, I. but I do think people are and ha always have been, but especially even more now in the new world we're in is this social awkwardness of like, I need something. I need like a, I need some sort of um, icebreaker. So this will yeah. be a thing that's interesting. That's not just about, you know, and I do think it is sometimes in the context of like, when we're around people and you're like, I just don't want to talk about our careers or here's somebody and they were on blah, blah, blah. So here's a fun, weird thing about them. But I, yeah. it's, it feels, it just feels forced and it feels like, oh, I didn't really want to get into that right now. And we don't really, I don't yeah. know. Because I guarantee you that guy that was doing that was like, wanted to have a thing with you, like having, have right. like your special thing of like, oh, we met, we really hit it off. Cause I told them I hated Beyonce and they love Beyonce. We had this best time. And it's sort of like, I mean, it worked. I'm, I'm, we're talking about him on the <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like we're oh, in yeah. a relationship oh. now. He's so great. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I just, I don't always know that that's the. Uh, it's not yeah. always the greatest, the greatest thing to do. And I think we can just kind of agree to like move on. You yeah. know? And also, I just, I, the last thing I want to do is like, because when I love something, I just think about like things that I love, and to have someone go, "Ugh, John Waters is trash" or whatever. And you're like, you're an idiot. Like. That's you, yeah. I, I have no respect for you immediately. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, and you're like, but also like it hurts your feelings whether you love something so much. It's almost like someone like going like, Oh, your food looks disgusting. Why would you eat that? You know, it's like right. it's that thing yeah. like as a child, you're like, I but I like it, or am I trash uh -huh. for liking this thing? Or why is that the way we're going about it? And we're not, and also like we're not that close. To where you can do that to me. Like, I think there's no. also that. I think your good friends can give you shit. But, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Not even good friends can tell you that your food looks I gross. That, I that I agree. I agree. <laughs> no one can, can tell you. Yeah. No.
I that, that is... really does that really bothers me when people are like, mm-hmm. "What is that's like childish stuff? Like you didn't learn as a kid to like have manners and do that? Oh come on! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, god. For real, for real. Well, um, we're out out of time. Um, oh my gosh! Oh god, it flew wow. by. Thank you all so much really for doing dead. this. What did we? Well, let's see. What did we? What did we learn today? Um, do smuggle drugs. Um, yes. Uh, the virtues of tunnels. How about that? Yeah, find what a tunnel. Virtues. Um, it's okay to say you don't know. You haven't seen something. Yes. Um, <laughs> what else? I think I gave. I, this is and this is. You guys don't have to like assuage anything. I feel like I gave such a a a, a, a little gentle revelation, but I feel like it's applicable in a broad way oh and like absolutely no 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 absolutely it is and it's a thing that i think (laughs) we all relate to so well because i think we just all kind of we have this weird thing about like assimilating especially and i think it is like among our own people and it's like we we've made this whole culture of like i'm other i'm different i'm not like anybody else and then we all get together and it's like oh what you don't like the thing that everyone's talking about like you don't love Padam Padam or you don't love, <laughs> you know, the house or whatever. And you're like, oh, right. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's 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 strange how we immediately we become so tribal yeah. within. And I think that's, you know, that's just a weird human thing to be like, wow. But I also don't think you need to always be the outlier. Always. You should like what you like. And if you like sure. the most basic thing, if you love pepperoni pizza. I love pepperoni I pizza. I love it. And there's nothing wrong with loving the thing that everybody else likes too. Because I think that's sometimes too, people want to be so, so different. And right. um, that's just, you know, I was seeing a guy for a hot minute and it was just a, a long list of things that were wrong, but he loved to be like, I have a different opinion about everything. And it is uh, exhausting. Uh, it's exhausting. Cause it's just sort of like, you, yeah, you don't have you to were dating be the Beyonce guy. Well, I, I, you know, <laughs> I said him to London. Dating- Damn. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that. That was sort of the thing mm-hmm. where I'm like, can anything just be easy that we just go, oh, cool, great, as opposed to, oh, I see it differently. I want to thank y'all both so much for doing this. Where can we find y'all on, um, on the socials? I'm just on Instagram at Faye Dunaway, um, and oh, I my handle on TikTok used to be at Ellen Burstyn, but then they made me change it. Wait, 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 what? Um, they doesn't give a fuck, but Ellen does. Okay. Well, I guess t- TikTok's verification is different. That they were like, that can't be your handle if that's not if the, Ellen if you're Burstyn. Not Ellen Burstyn. But but I, somehow I got to I, I I've held on to Faye Dunaway. With can I? I just grip. you yeah. don't have to get into it too much because I know there was a thing uh-huh. about it for a while. Is Faye Dunaway gonna? Is she ever gonna come on on SNL and and do a she, bit with you? The the NBC people were like, Faye Dunaway has reached out. And she wants to come on the show and do a little weekend update with you, where you know she gets to like sit next to you and be funny. And I was and I had to be like, I I cannot for a million reasons do that. Yeah, because I love her and I'm also very scared. Oh, oh, it would be terrifying because <laughs> it wouldn't it would be, be terrifying. I mean, I, I, I'm i going to say things that you don't have to because I don't be like, I would just <laughs> I have a whole story with her. I've interacted with her. A lot of people have. She's I terrifying. And she's the most humorless. Yeah. She would not be light no. and fun. I mean, like, there's so many people that you're like, if your name was at Meg Ryan, you're like, I can have Meg Ryan on there next to me and we can have so much fun. Of but of course, Faye Dunaway would be like, 
oh, it would be because she's not in on the joke about Faye Dunaway. Like she's not in on it. Right. And I also feel like for your own safety and like she's I mean, she just got fired for doing that show and calling an assistant, you little gay boy, whatever. I'd be terrified <laughs> of like what she would say on live television that and you have to just be like, oh, we 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 brought this. No, like, like if she were to come to SNL, like no one would be able to make eye contact with her. Like, like we would get, we would get like a huge, like, like a protocol on like how to be around her. And like, I'm not gonna, like, we're not gonna invite that in. I'm saying you can, you can and leave it in, leave this in. This okay. is, this is like honest. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is, okay. this is like we can't do it, you know. But we love her. We love you, Faye. Of course, of course. And I love the, how she is and where she is, but. I did read something about that where they were where she was like, I've contacted Bowen and I've said I want to come on and do a bit. And I was just like, oh my God, I would love that slash be so nervous for we that entire interaction because you're literally dealing with somebody who's like Okay, moment of uh vulnerability. I'm yes. uh, I've learned from this podcast. I don't know who Ellen Burstyn is. <gasps> who is that? Oh, Gabe. She's in adaptation. This is your moment to prove you're not gonna do it. No, 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 not adaptation. She's in Requiem for a dream. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I yeah. get these movies confused all the time. I'm sorry. Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. So Requiem for a Dream. She's the mother in that. She um, <gasps> she has an Oscar for Alice doesn't live here anymore. She's the mom in The Exorcist. Yes. That's I think that's yes. actually her best yes, performance is her. The Exorcist. It's one of those faces where you could never place it with the name. But the moment I Googled the name and saw the face, I was like, that face. Oh, like, yeah. That, yeah. That was yeah. me with Judy Greer for so many years until I was oh, like, yeah. I need to see the whole Judy Greer like antho- like start to finish of career. Now I'm obsessed with her. But yes, oh. oh my God, Ellen Burstyn, deep cut. Yeah. Okay, yes. I see you. Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. Well, oh, we gotta yeah. start there. Come yeah. on. Oh my God, sure. what an okay, Let's have an Ellen Burstyn watch a thought next time we're all in town together. Oh my God. I would be down. I would be 100% yeah. down to say that. Because I'm sure there's <laughs> so many 70s and 80s films that she's in. And she was just, yeah, she's, yeah, she's always, she's still working. Yeah, she's still, she's still working. She, she was in a movie last year called Three Months. She's great. Wow. She yeah. did that Pieces of a Woman movie where, with uh, Vanessa Kirby where she was the mom in that. Oh, wow. You know, she's always, Ellen, she's always, she's always making, making shit happen. Never went fallow. Never had a, had a, had a low period. Yeah. No, no. And I love that. Her. And I also just, I mean, I just love our obsession with these actresses and just like these, these <laughs> icons. It's just like, that's the common thing that we I all know. are like, we love these women. And we say this as a joke that that would be my handle on social, but also we love you. Why not? We love you. We um, love you. All of mine are such like obscure Puerto Rican ones. And it's, um, I, but we have to had know. My, I had my moment in the sun when Jessica Wilde uh, <gasps> impersonated Edis Chacon on Snapchat. Yes, yes, yes. That's the episode I watched. I saw that. And uh, it was amazing. I'm obsessed with Edis Chacon. My mom, so she used to be friends with my grandma and when she moved to Orlando, <gasps> she took me through her garage and showed me all her old bedette costumes with my mom and just like what? the gayness of all of that. And then also oh my God. Be friends, I'd be like, I saw Edis Chacon's costumes. Like I met her once and people are like, who the fuck is that? I would show them Letterman. I'd mm. show them the Tremendo Culant commercial, which is a great double I've entendre. seen that commercial. Yes, yes, yes. What is the commercial? Sublime. She, it's for a coolant. It's for a car coolant. Uh-huh. But in Spanish, culo is ass. So she'd go oh, up right. to people and she'd be like, I have a tremendous coolant. And it's oh. a genius. Geeky. It's like no ad campaign will ever match uh, no. the power of that. Oh. that <laughs> it's, so yeah, I finally felt vindicated. I was like, oh, a canonical gay diva you all don't know about. It oh. was very nice. I was not gracious about it. Yeah. What I liked about, what I like when I see an impression and I don't know who the person is that they're doing, 
I still get a sense of who that I, I am like, I get a sense of who she is with like the tongue yeah. and then, you know, and there was such a, you know, <laughs> she seemed like a little bit of like a, a smokier, a little, a little bit like a more grounded Charo. Right. I mean, yes, yeah, that's what we're told. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. But she did. She Amazing. did. She trolled her tongue all the time. She like shook it all on Letterman. Uh, it was a she's a major icon. She's I think she's still alive. I think she's still alive. Yeah. It is yeah. Chacon. Yeah. It's so yeah, funny with the time. I remember when Christina Applegate hosted SNL back in the day when she did Cher and she played Cher and she it was the very first time I had ever seen anybody do the tongue. <laughs> The like the share tongue thing, <laughs> and I was just like, "That's just brilliant." I love, I love Christina Applegate, of course, but like, I just, I love that she did that. And it's like when someone does that thing, and you're like, "That is, that is what they do." I really love that A new little element. Yeah. So, Gabe, your social is at Iris Chacon. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for TikTok to kick me off. I'm legally <laughs> changing my name. Um, no, mine is uh, mine is Gay Bones, uh, G A Y B O N E Z. I made it when I never thought I'd ever have to publicly share it. Um, but that's both <laughs> uh, Twitter, Instagram. I don't have a TikTok. Maybe I should. We'll it's figure that right. out. No, I gotta get yeah, on it too. Never, I have one I'm, that I've I'm never, never posted it. anything, and I am so bad. I just it's not that anything. I just I. Don't, I haven't made space to like learn it and figure it out and just just deep dive and do it. I just don't know what I'm gonna bring to you know what I mean. I was like, I feel like I'm at oh. the age where maybe I don't. Um, I have nothing to contribute to that demographic, uh, and that's yeah. fine. They can find me in real totally. life. They can find me elsewhere. But I just I would feel so out of my depth uh, on TikTok. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like I don't know. Trying to explain Facebook to my grandmother now is how <laughs> I feel. Trying to like wrap my mind around it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I waste so much time on that shit anyway. On the other apps anyway, that I just think, oh, I just can't add another one. But yeah. I don't know. I also still hold a grudge against vertical video. I, I won't say that. I will oh. say it's not for me. It's not for me, me. neither. Me neither. But I just I hate that that's become the the sort of norm for digital video. It drives me fucking nuts. It, holding the camera episode, vertically but... versus horizontally yeah but but, videos but are just, cropped yeah. vertically oh oh oh, oh like, yeah, yeah of course of course like the way instagram stories or tiktok will make like the default uh aspect ratio aspect this ratio, sort of, like, yeah. weird vertical right thing is just, right like, totally changing i think the way people make videos online which is like fine and lovely but i just i miss a 16.9 coloscola character on youtube you know what i mean like that was the mm -hmm. golden era truly back in the day god wow. Back in the day, God, maybe God. not even sixteen. <laughs> it might have been square. Who knows? You know what I mean? Or the four by three? Like it could have been. It could have been. I miss. I miss Chloe videos when they were four by three. Oh my God, yes! Chloe videos when they were cranked out. <laughs> yeah. They, oh. they were on ten types. I had to hold still for three hours <laughs> yes! for each frame to like. You it know. took three <laughs> twinks to operate the camera. That's an Chester A. Arthur gave me. <laughs> <laughs> gave me a golden apple. Oh my god, I love it. All right, y'all. It's so great to see y'all. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having us, Drew. Thank you, yeah. Have a week, everybody. Have a week. Bye. Friend of the Pod Productions.